children, time to gather round. Uh, one of my favorite Christmas traditions as a child was being read the story the night before Christmas, and that's 100% true. Uh, my mom and dad would read it to my sister and I when we were young, and then we'd tuck into bed and try as hard as possible to go to sleep so that Santa would come and leave all the gifts under the tree. Uh, spoiler alert, I never slept one of those nights, mom and dad, so uh, just so you know. I'm so excited. I've got my combos here with me ready to listen and munch. Uh, thank you to Mike Rowell from H&M for these because I'm going to try them for the first time too. Hell of a Christmas present. Um, Maria, are you enjoying any Christmas festive uh, treats right now? Of course. Hot cocoa and mini marshmallows. Is there any other way? Perfect. I've got decorated sugar cookies and uh, my my own. Well, they're my mom's famous goo balls sir, sitting next to me. So ball? I'm going to munch on some sweets. Ooh, goo balls. Uh, peanut butter, honey, a little bit of corn syrup and honey nut Cheerios. Mix that all together. Warm the, warm the uh, soft ingredients up. Mix it together and then just kind of glob a little ball down on parch and let it set up and then you've got this little like honey peanut buttery Yum. sweet so they're like no little goo ball. A goo ball exactly i like exactly. goo ball way better oh my gosh cookies. these com these combos are so good get to the story before i run out of them <laughs> is bouncing in his seat right now all right well this was shared on uh rubber side down by mandy it's called a trucker's christmas tale by murphy's law Twas the night before christmas when all through the land the trucks were all rolling to give Santa a hand. There were UPS, FedEx, and Kennesaw, too, all rushing with presents to those who were due. The pre-pass was hung to give drivers a hand to bypass way stations that crossed this great land. The Smokies were nestled all warm in their cars and looking for drivers coming out from the bars. The shippers and dispatchers settled in for the night, all hoping for quiet that would last through the night. When suddenly out from the Qualcomm did spring, came a call from a driver that needed something. The dispatcher replied with the name and address of the closest TA that would work out the best. Within hours of waiting came the buzz from the phone of completed repairs that would get the truck home. So tomorrow with family and presents and stuff, thank a trucker for bringing Christmas in their big old truck. Listen to stories from the road. This is Unplugged. OTR on the 104 Network. What's up, everybody, and welcome into Unplugged OTR. Thank you so much for joining us today. We want to say off the top of this episode, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. We hope that everybody out there is having a safe and great holiday season, getting to link up with family and friends and getting and giving all of the gifts and the wonderful food. Joining me as always on the podcast today, she's got her Christmas stockings on and cannot wait for Santa to get here. Well, what's up, Maria? Hi, I'm so excited. I sent my letter out to Santa and hopefully he brings me what I want. I'll tell you about it later. You do seem like uh, you're really into the Christmas spirit this year. So thanks for bringing all the energy to the program. Uh, Merry Christmas to you, Maria. Also joining me today, he strikes me as the one that is waiting actually under the Christmas tree. He's not going to sleep in his bed Christmas Eve. Caleb, is this true? Uh, no, I am actually one of Santa's elves. So uh, you got that wrong, Marcus. If you want to know something, I do have an elf ear. It has got a point on it. So pretty much at least half red elf. Okay, so kicked out of the workshop, but still an elf is what you're saying. Yeah. Yep. Okay, gotcha. One of Santa's workers, yep. I, I want to ask you guys this question because my family is big on the Christmas list, okay? My mom, my sister, 
they are they demand each year. Hey, I need a Christmas list. It normally starts maybe the week of Thanksgiving. They start kind of sending out texts, and this is so that we can give the whole family ideas for things that we actually need for Christmas, rather than just somebody taking a shot in the dark. I really like it because I feel like I get to give a gift that is. Uh, on somebody's list for a reason. It's not just there because, you know, when I was a kid, give me the Sears catalog, which for all of you 20-somethings, the Sears catalog was a thing that used to come in the mail, had pictures of all the toys that they sold, and then you could call and order them on this thing called a landline phone. Oh I know that God. you guys don't know What's about that? any what of that. <laughs> <laughs> but that was what, as, as a kid, my Christmas list was just a gathering of all the coolest toys of the year. Now that I'm a big kid, my, my Christmas list is honestly things that I need. Mm -hmm. My wife, however, does not come from this family. My wife comes from a shot in the dark family and actually kind of has a little bit of a problem with the Christmas list, thinks it might be a little bit ingenuous or disingenuous. Sorry, maybe uh, let people if if these people really love you, they'll know what to get you. How do you guys feel? Caleb, I have strong opinions about this. I I think organized fun is the best type of fun. And that's why I have a Google. I have a Google document that's organized from. Most desirable to least desirable with links to the best deals and prices that are highlighted. So people just know this is what I need. And if you get me something else, you're probably getting me the wrong thing. And people do stray from the list. So you are definitely a list person. And not only that, but you've done the shopping for them. All they have to do is click the link, put it in the cart and and press checkout and they're done. That's all they got to do. And like this year... I need a nice saucepan for my rice. That's the most desirable thing on my list. I just need some good, good pans for rice cooking. And if they don't get me the ones that I have highlighted, I'm just going to be really disappointed. Okay. Well, and and (laughs) if Caleb's sister, if you're listening, just know that uh, if you don't get him what's on the Google Doc that he's already sent you, you will get a Google Doc organized of the things that he dislikes about what you got. Uh, from worst to first there. So uh, expect that in your Gmail box <laughs> if you don't get him the saucepan. What about you, Maria? Are, do you come from a list family? I kind of do. Um, actually, in my adult years, my sister and her husband and my mom all exchange lists. Um, but my mom and I never really did that growing up. My dad's kind of a list person, but I'm kind of the black sheep. I never know what to ask for. Um, so I always end up saying, you know, go rogue, get me whatever you want. And last year... Um, I received one of the best gifts going that way. My sister works at an aquarium, and so she gave me a painting done by otters, and it was the best gift, and that's what not having lists gets you. Yeah, if you put that on your list, you're an asshole. Like, I would like a painting done by otters, please. Get (laughs) out of here with your Christmas spirit. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go ahead and make the executive decision that we are a list podcast, and on our list next to talk to is one Tom Woods. Joining us today on Unplugged OTR, we have Tom Woods. He goes by Texas Tom. How are you doing today, Tom? Great, man. Great. How are you doing? Oh, I'm wonderful. Thanks for asking. Now, where are you joining us from today? Uh, Nick's Barbecue and Catfish in Carlisle, Arkansas. Exit 183 off of Interstate 40. Okay. Sounds delicious. I would love to get down there. Yeah, give me barbecue, give me catfish, give me all the southern food uh, up here in the great Pacific Northwest. We do have good food, but nothing like what you guys have down south. Um, I heard, Tom, that you like to give out thoughtful gifts uh, in the front office there at H&M. How did you start that tradition? Man, I'm just, I like to give, man. I've been doing that to all the jobs I ever go to, man. Just be nice to people and they be nice to you, you know? 
That's a great philosophy, and it's never more correct than in the holiday season. People love to get gifts. They love to give gifts. I really like that, like that feeling about it. I actually enjoy giving more than receiving over Christmas. Back in an old job I worked, I had a, a secret Santa, Tom, that was uh, like, we, we did this radio show. I bought a really nice gift for another guy on it. The, the third guy bought a really nice gift for the other guy on it, and I got a ceramic green head of like a like a I, I don't know a, a Middle Eastern god of some type. It's a lawn ornament, <laughs> and I was so pissed off because I got this really nice gift for everybody else, and then I just got a kind of a piece of garbage. <laughs> Tom, it, it seems like you're you're giving soul, and I know you're giving those presents. Uh, given presents to the H&M office staff in the past what what are you giving them this year if you don't mind me asking I've already gave them and I gave them uh, I gave all the ladies um, so my daughter works at Bath and Body Works and she's so called assistant manager so she gets good deals okay I gave them a uh, hand sanitizer body lotion and the depression soap from uh, Bath and Body Works that's a nice gift I gave it to all the safety all our lady dispatchers and all the founding ladies and hr how sweet i bet they all love that tom so you mentioned your daughter tom yes how old is she 26 and a pain in my ass (laughs) you know what i resonate with that i'm also 26 and i'm also a pain in the ass god is she Um, i mean come on (laughs) are you gonna go home and visit for the holidays Absolutely, because uh, last well, last year I didn't make it home for the holidays. You know, uh, I uh, was uh, on the 16th. I got admitted in the hospital for COVID. And 17th, they, they put me on a ventilator. I was on a ventilator for two and a half weeks, and I uh, didn't get out of the hospital till January the 11th of 2022 of this year. So, oh no! I'm so sorry to hear that, Tom. You're yeah, all uh, you're all okay now, though. Feeling good now? No, the COVID took a total. I mean, I'm just. I'm just able to do my job, you know what I mean, day by day. You know, the COVID okay. yes, sir. Took, a toll, took a toll on my body. I'm not even going to lie to you, dude. Especially that ventilator. It took me it took me two weeks to learn how to to, re- to re-walk again and everything. I had to walk with a walker, and, you know, I couldn't take a bath myself. You know, I had to help him doing all that stuff and everything. So, yeah, it was a, it was a really, a really hard chore, you know? Yeah. So, well, it's... It's a miracle that you're on the road, man, and that you're you're still able to drive. And so we're we're happy that you're you're able to be out there and driving, and so so thankful that you're feeling healthier this year. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I was wondering. So I know you had a dog with you. So what happened with the dog when you were sick for that extended period of time? Oh, um, so. The police department picked him up and took him to the pound, which in uh, HR lady, which is uh, Eve over there in H&M, she uh, had her dad go pick him up and bring him to their house. So they took care of him while I was uh, hospitalized. So they were real good. That's uh, awesome. Everybody, everybody at H&M was kind of, he'd, he'd go up there to the office and hang out with them and, you know, and, you know, they, he just become part of their family, you know, and, uh, you know, so mm-hmm. thank God for good people. Absolutely, absolutely. You couldn't you couldn't ask no better people for doing that. You know what I mean? So. Man. Yeah. 
Well, we've had Eve on the podcast before, and she's an absolute delight, and we can't wait to get her back on again. Uh, we had so much fun with her, and we've got all sorts of ideas for the next time she comes on the podcast. So oh, yeah. Oh, we are yeah. big Eve fans here at, at Unplugged OTR. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. I also want you to know that she told me um, when I was in the office a little while ago that she was just very thankful to receive that gift of uh, from you. So it, it's making an impact, and it's touching, it's touching the people's lives in the office for sure. Okay, so I got my daughter, my two granddaughters, my son-in-law, that's, and my older brother, which we're really not that close anymore like we should be on our family. So um, H&M is my family, you know, other than my daughter. And I talk to them as much as I do my daughter. So, you know, having that issue, you know, you, you, you treat them like family and you get treated like family. You know what I mean? I can have a conversation with my dispatcher and we can talk about things that not a lot of people want to talk about. You know what I mean? Tom, who's your dispatcher? Uh, Mike uh, Roland, whatever. How you, I don't know how you say his last name. <laughs> yeah, Mike Rowell, Yes. Uh, Rowell, he Yeah, there you go. Has been. He's been on the podcast before, and uh, he's a great guy. I, I love talking to Mike. Uh, he actually got me to try these combos. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever had combos before, but I had never even heard of combos, and he got me to try the buffalo uh, and blue cheese combos and so now i'm i'm very excited about eating combos <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah but no and you like i said h&m really good company to work for them they they pay good you get good equipment there you know they're taking care of you you know being out you know being out here on the road if you have an issue they are 100 percent jumping on it to try to get you repaired fixed whatever your problem is and get you down the road you know what i mean yeah. I guess I want to know then why did you come to H&M? Because you mentioned that you had, uh, you worked in a company a while back in 2004, but then you eventually came to H&M. Why is that? Well, so my best friend, my mentor, passed away about five years ago. And I'm sorry to hear that. Maybe it's four years ago. Ever how long? I, well, it was about four years ago. So, and my daughter lived in. Uh, Temple, Texas, and I lived in Texarkana, Texas, which I worked for that company. And she told me, she said, "Look, you don't have no reason to be in Texarkana. Your family's down here. Come, come down here, and we'll take care of you and uh, get you set up and get you a place to live and everything when you come down here and stay." And I was like, "Well, okay." So I'm gonna come down there, and well, the jobs wasn't really what she said they would be. You know, there's paying good and all that so i got online and decided i wanted to drive a truck and i've been in the feed industry for uh, since 96 they uh told me i could come over on the hopper side so i said you know i'll do that and shoot they brought me up there ran into the car bring me up there and put me to work and, i mean just become like i'm a serious family overnight i mean they just worked really quick with me to get me on and Make sure everything was going good. Other than that, that's that's why I pretty much went up there because my daughter moved me down there to Texas, down there to Temple. And I'm sure you've seen a lot since you've been in that um, been been in the industry. Do you have any like crazy stories that you'd like to share with our audience? Mm, man, uh, crazy stories. Uh, my favorite was going to Newfoundland on a on a big ship with my 18 wood truck, but not with H&M, with another company. So, uh, you know, that company at Lidwell, I went to uh, all the way to Maine into uh, Canada to New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, 
got on a ferry over there in St. Uh, over there in Nova Scotia on the ferry and drove to ferry for like eight and a half hours. Went to Newfoundland, oh. stayed over there for like three days. Went up the coastline, got on another ferry for two and a half hours to Block and Sable. And got to see the whales migrate and all that. That's that's one of the coolest. That's one of my coolest uh, trips. That's ever. incredible. Yeah, you're you're officially the only. Sorry, you're the only driver to tell us uh, when we ask for a cool story. OTR uh, to tell us that. Yeah, I was on a boat for ten hours. Yes, uh, it was the most coolest. <laughs> I mean, that was the coolest thing ever. And then I went to uh, so the peninsula of Canada is like above Quebec, and there's two cities up there. There's, yeah. there's uh, Happy Goose Bay which I went to to deliver. And then I had to drive all the way across the peninsula to Labrador City. Now, I'm going to tell you something. This is what's kind of scary. So you're, never, you're in a different country, and you pull up to a gate. It looks like, you know, you see these movies in Germany and Russia and all this where the gates are closed, and you got to get approved to go through to drive their roads and all that. So I pull up to this gate, and it's got this big old X on it. And I don't even know where the hell I'm at. And it is actually the world's largest steel mill in Labrador City, uh, Canada, up there in the peninsula. And the guy says, are you, I said, I'm trying to go to uh, Quebec. He says, oh, he says, you need to turn around and go back up to that dirt road because I passed the road, you know, because there's no, the navigation didn't work out there. So I get up, I get up there and turn around, I get on this back road and I'm telling you, I'm not joking. 10 hours of driving across there to get to Quebec. That was, it was, I'm telling you right now, nothing out there, it's all, the dirt, the gravel roads are better than half the interstates in America. I'm not joking. They take care of them that well. Wow. Really? I believe it. I honestly believe it. <laughs> I said every hill you go over or every valley you go in, there's a stream, there's a, a river, you know, a, you know, uh, uh, you see wildlife. And uh, this guy, I pulled over this one little parking spot to take a little break. And this guy is actually feeding a feeding like four birds out of his hand with bridge. You know, that's how the wildlife is up there. It's like they're not corrupted by, by being scared of anybody. You know what I mean? They were eating bread out of this guy's hand. I was so in, in, amazed by that, you know. But, yeah, that's the, it was a, that was the most, that was my most favorite trip all of Canada. I've been all the way from. That sounds like a really nice trip. Oh, yeah, I've been all the way from Sherwood Park, Alberta, to uh, Newfoundland. And then uh, been all the way to the top two with Tim Thompson, Man- Thompson, Manitoba, Canada, which is where the world's largest nickel mine is right now. Oh, so, huh. did a little research. I've only the only two states I have not been in is Alaska and, and Hawaii. Yeah, it's going to be a lot longer <laughs> than ten hours on a boat to get to Hawaii with your truck. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, I think I'd make it what two feet out in the ocean. I'd be done. You know, it's, you know unless I <laughs> unless I float um, over there. It's like, it's really, it's really fun. Really <laughs> yeah, fun. Ford the river, yes. Ford the Pacific Ocean, like in that old game, the Oregon Trail. See if you can float your truck across. See how it works. <laughs> uh, my 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 dream is to go to Alaska and Hawaii. You know, that'd be my last. That's on my bucket list because I've been overseas. I've been to Kuwait, Afghanistan, uh, Germany, Sharon, and Ireland, all them places over there too. You know, so. What sent you over there, Tom? Working for the government. I worked for the government for six years over there. You drive for the government, or were no? You doing I was else? Uh, actually, well, actually, I uh, it's kind of crazy. I'm actually a welder by trade. Did welding for twenty six years, and then I got my CDL license because the trailers I had to work on fired somebody to pull the trailers to a shop, and I was kind of like 
well, I get my CDL license, and here I am. Yeah. Wow. Got out of welding, and now I'm now I'm driving a truck for a living. We're talking about the holidays again. Do you have any favorite holiday foods or like just treats that you're really excited to have um, over Christmas? Uh, my mama's famous Coke salad. We used to we make that. That's a really good. That's a, that's a real amazing uh, dessert. What is Coke salad? Oh man, you take cherry Jello, two boxes of cherry Jello. You take a a a, bo- uh, a package of uh, Philadelphia cream cheese. You knead it up, and you take a can of Coca Cola. And you put that in there, and you put some uh, uh, crushed uh, pineapple. And you mix all that together, and you put it in the, in the refrigerator, let it set up, and it gels up. And you just some people like my mama like to put the pecans on it, but I don't like pecans like that in there. So I just make it just like that. It's pretty much my deal. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is the texture like? Is it kind of slimy? No, it's creamy. Just, okay, it's like I can get on board with creamy, but slimy is not my thing. No. <laughs> okay, I don't, cool. It better I'm not be slimy. I'll, I'll make it, Tom. <laughs> so if I make it and it's slimy, I did it wrong. Absolutely. Got it. Don't don't mislead us here, Tom, but that sounds like a pretty uh, good holiday tradition that you get to look forward to that. Um, do you have any other holiday traditions that you'd like to share with our audience? Um, this year is just a real big tradition of me being home to be with my family this year because of last year I'm being in COVID. But uh, tradition... Uh, I like to play with my granddaughters. You know, we play games and stuff like that. That's a real fun. That's a real fun deal. Having my granddaughters around was mm-hmm. a really is a really big deal for me. You know, being around family. Nothing like it. You know, you know, like you know, like uh, people at H and M. You know, I can anybody go back to that just a little bit. Drop back to that. You know, then they, I call them three, four, five times a day, and I talk to everybody up there. You know, I'm having a bad day. You know, I'm, I can call them, get mad, and you know, they're 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 going to listen. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. Tom, we cannot thank you enough for being on this podcast with us today. I, if I have it my way, we will get you back on the podcast eventually. Absolutely. Hopefully, you just soon. call me up. You just call me up, and I'm here. For and you, you just gained three new family members, Tom. Yep. Count us in. <laughs> well, you guys are awesome. Man. And somebody who's going to try Coke salad now. You guys got to try it if you don't. Yep. We're going to try some <laughs> Coke salad here. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll let you know, okay? Next time All you're right. on, we'll let you know, okay? All right, Tom Woods, thank you once again. It's been great. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Tom, what a great guy and a great driver to talk to. Really appreciate the holidays even more this year, guys. And another great driver with a really unique job that I looked into is uh, the trucker who gets to transport the Rockefeller Center tree. Uh, Marcus, Maria, have you guys ever been to Rockefeller Center before? Have not. Bucket list for me, but have not done it. Never been. Watched it on TV. That's about it. Oh, man. Have you guys not even been in New York City? Never. I, no, I haven't. My wife has family in upstate New York, so it is like it's actually beginning to be one of those things that I hear about all the time. Like, when are we going to go see my family? And it's like, okay, we, we need to go. Oh, you're breaking my heart. I love New York City. Oh, my gosh. And Rockefeller Center, so cool. I've gone there. I've been in New York twice in the past year, and it just blows my mind that a truck is able to, I love this word, finagle its way into the right spot to get this like huge ass tree up like it's huge and i mean this this year's tree i looked it up but it's just a measly 82 feet tall so damn uh, just 82 feet you know not nothing nothing too big yeah 82 feet you guys want to know that's taller than a blue whale and most airplanes 
And, and most semi-trailers. <laughs> yeah, and most semi-trailers. Uh, I also looked it up. It's taller than two and a half school buses put together. So Yikes. it's a large, large tree. And according to the NYC Insider Guide, here are just a few more, like just like little tidbits that might blow your mind. Well, this might not blow your mind, but it was cut in Queensbury, New York. And so it was transported about 205 miles through Albany, Newark, and Midtown Manhattan, which driving to Midtown Manhattan, terrifying. And there are approximately 50,000 lights on it. 50,000. No. That's wild. That's five miles worth of lights. Five miles worth of lights right there. And 200 miles worth of the most butt-clinching driving that anybody could ever do. I mean, it's one (laughs) thing to just drive a truck through midtown Manhattan. It's another thing to have the hopes and dreams of every child on the eastern seaboard on your back. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's so true. And every single time I go to New York, I'm just like, I'm thinking man, I would hate my life if I had to drive here because <laughs> yeah. it's terrible. The traffic, I mean, from Times Square to Rockefeller Center, wherever you are in that city, it is awful. It got me thinking, how does one get selected for this job? Like, can anybody just apply for it? It can't be that easy, right? Apparently, there isn't a lot of coverage about this, but I, I did my digging. You know, I like my digging, Marcus and Maria. I like to get the good old dirt on people and, and trucking companies and what I can. And every year, a trucker, it's actually, you have to be a trucker from a specific company called Torcellari. I think I butchered that. It's an Italian name, Torcellari um, Landscape. <laughs> and it, they're picked to drive the tree. But sometimes drivers are picked more than once in their lifetime to drive the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree. Oh, you got to know that you're dependable, right? I mean, if you've done it once with success, then keep that guy doing it until he screws it up. That's how I feel about it anyway. Like to back it in there too, like it can't be easy because it is a tight space. I mean, Rockefeller Center, they make it look bigger on the TVs and stuff, but the space where the tree goes, there is not a lot of space to back into. Um, And I know for a fact that I would not want to be picked for this job, but it is pretty cool to be like selected. If you were a driver, to be selected to transport such an iconic load. Funny story, back in 2020, an owl hitched a ride on the tree and the driver saved its life because it was stuck from all the conundrum of its home being chopped down. So these drivers are not only transporting America's tree, but they're also saving the wildlife. I would love to do that. Kind of crazy. I mean, I would kind of like a Charlie Brown edge to this Christmas story here. Uh, Give me the greenest rookie just once. I want to see how he does with it. I want (laughs) to know if the pressure of the holiday season, your Christmas list, you got to get the turkey (laughs) out of the freezer. Like is all that stuff weighing on your head and you also have an 82 foot iconic tree on your back. I know. I mean, I guess let's just give it to a Swift driver and see what happens. But, exactly. Uh, let's have fun with it for fired. one year. One year. Come on. Year. Come on, Rockefeller. Uh, <laughs> but if you all had the skills, Maria and Marcus, to drive an oversized load like this, what is one iconic load that you'd want to drive besides mm. the Rockefeller tree? You know, there was a bronze statue that was made in my hometown or my home county, uh, Wallowa County in northeastern Oregon. Uh, It's a little tiny town called Joseph, 1,300 people. They have all of these bronze uh, factories there, and they're actually very renowned for the art that comes out. The bronze statue in front of uh, what used to be called Reliant Stadium in Houston, where the Houston Texans played, 
came oh. from a little tiny town in Northeast Oregon, and it is a giant bronze casting of like stampeding bulls. It's fantastic. And it's huge. It's And so wow. I think that would be really cool to know that you've got this really cool piece of artwork that's also going to be on display for a place that 100,000 people go, you know, eight times a year. Yeah. Yeah. Maria, do you have any ideas about an iconic load you'd like to drive? So there is a historic house in the town next to mine that was loaded up and taken down the road to be placed in a new spot because they were building a road in place of where the house used to be, but they couldn't mm. get rid of the house because it was historic, obviously. So I would love to relocate historic buildings so that they don't have to be destroyed. I think that would be a really cool uh, way to contribute and be a part of history. Your, your guys's are so much better than mine. I, I was going to say the Oscar Meyer Wiener mobile would be like my favorite <laughs> load ever to drive. But <laughs> I mean, I guess I guess yours cool. yours are pretty cool, too. Yeah, um, man, maybe the Oscar Meyer Wiener mobile in Midtown Manhattan would not be ideal. But gosh, I miss New York and I plan to get back there for the holidays next year, hopefully to see the Rockefeller tree. Absolutely. And you know what I love about New York, Caleb? What? Seinfeld. Does anyone here watch Seinfeld? I hope it's a yes all around. I'm I'm on my like ninth watch through. I think I'm season four or five right now. So yeah, I've, I've been on that block for a little bit. Maria, you already know, man. I love Seinfeld. I love Kramer. Kramer's my guy. Season nine, episode 10, Festivus. And here we are. Um, I did not bring the meatloaf. But that's okay because who likes meatloaf anyways? <laughs> Darn it. Um, but we are going to air our grievances. Oh, it's so I'm so happy because I got a lot of problems with you people, to quote the late great Jerry <laughs> Stiller. Um, and you know, this is something I feel like the greater population of the United States would actually benefit from if once in a while we just took a minute to say what really is on our mind rather than what we think you yeah. want to hear. It's a very inclusive holiday, honestly, when you look at it. And I, I'm so excited to tell you what I hate about you all. So thank you for giving <laughs> us this opportunity. Oh, my pleasure. And I think we have to kick it off with Marcus. He seemed the most pumped to really talk about what he hates. So let's go, Marcus. I don't know if it's so much what I hate. It's it, it. I guess it's a combination of things that I hate and things that I don't understand, which is also a little bit of a microcosm for why I think that this is a good thing, because maybe I just don't understand. Maybe it's you, something that I hate, but I don't understand. Do you have note cards right now, Marcus? We are of looking at some note cards at the moment. You I are insane. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I've got note cards like a damn game show host. And the only problem I have now is figuring out which ones I actually want to use and which ones I'm going to throw over my shoulder. I'm going to start with you, Caleb. Okay. Sit down. <gasps> sit down and just prepare yourself. I'm grabbing my popcorn. Thank you. Well, you know, one thing that you wouldn't put on popcorn is ketchup, but you would put it on literally everything <laughs> else. And we're sitting here at this podcast now, however many episodes in we are. And, and Caleb came in like episode six and just slipped into the conversation that he doesn't like ketchup. America's number one condiment. Like the, it might even be the world's number one condiment. Now, listen. I'm a gentleman that has actually had, as a young kid, I ordered a steak at a Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. I asked for ketchup <gasps> on the side, and the no. chef came out 
and was standing. I'm at a table with like 14 people. My dad's buying this huge meal for friends and family. Uh, and, and the chef came out and stood in this little private room and was just looking around the table. And my dad went up to him and was like, hey, what's going on? And he said, I just had to lay eyes on the person that was going to put ketchup on my steak. You piece and of crap, Marcus. How dare you? <laughs> it was it was that day that I decided to try other things on my steak. Now I'm a steak sauce person. I'll eat it plain. I, I'm, I really do enjoy it. But ketchup goes on everything for me from... I'll put it on fried chicken. I'll put it on French fries. I'll put it on my breakfast foods, eggs, and and uh, hash browns. Um, as as a child, I liked ketchup so much I would dip a McDonald's French fry in the ketchup and lick the ketchup off of it and throw the fry away. Uh, which is what I think you should do with your dislike of ketchup, Caleb. I have a lot of problems I with you I people. Just, this is the first one. I just added something to my list when you said that, Marcus, and all of a sudden that just became a grievance of mine that you threw away a French fry. <laughs> okay yeah right. that's fair you. enough you what piece of crap again God. <laughs> you piece of crap this next one caleb that i have for you and we'll wrap up what i have for you is uh it, i actually think this makes you a better person for not doing it but it makes me feel like a worse person because you don't do it and that is speeding would you step on the goddamn gas or get out of the way five miles an hour <laughs> over the speed limit i'm sorry i need more out of you when you're behind the wheel okay sorry i'm a safe driver how dare you you piece of crap marcus oh I, my I mean <laughs> Uh, um, listen, I I just am I'm taking all of my collective experience from my time driving as a delivery driver to my time just out on the the great wide open road, and nothing pisses me off more than somebody that that is clearly scared to be on the highway. Mm. And sometimes I'm not saying that you are, but sometimes I get this sneaking feeling that you might be one of those turtle drivers, ten and two, all just hunched up and and shaking while you drive down the interstate. So uh -uh. I don't care if you no. speed, just get the hell out of my way. Uh uh. Do you have anything for Maria or is it just all me, Marcus? I do have something for Maria. And uh, oh, bring it on. Interesting how I came up with this. Maria, I don't have anything on the list for you. And that is, in <laughs> fact, my grievance. Would you stop with the perfect thing? Like everything about you, you're just perfect here on the podcast. And it makes it really hard for me to put on a note card what I want to say. So mess up once in a while. Make the rest of us feel human if you don't mind. And I'm done. Best of us for the rest okay. of us. I got it. I can do it. Caleb's well, glaring at me right now. I, I'm ready. I'm ready. It's my turn. I have I problems with you people. Oh, this should be good. I honestly don't have that many problems with you people. I have problems with life itself, too. First off, Maria, I'll start with you because it's easy. Maria. It's you're just an easy one to, to attack here. Um, you say the word slew too much. I can't, <gasps> How I can't listen you? to that word anymore. Slew. It's just... Mm, it just churns my butter. It makes me upset, and I can't get behind it. Gosh. Oh, way to go, Maria. You churned Caleb's butter. Now what are we going to do? I churning his butter. Yeah. I'm going to cut that out right now. You're turning him into whipped margarine. Oh, gosh. Um, and Marcus, I've said it before, but you have too many organ-related items. You have too many. Too many hats. We never get to see your hair. We never get to see your head because you have too many hats. It just frustrates me. Okay. First of all, what hair? And second, <laughs> pack a lunch, buddy, because there's all sorts of Oregon stuff on my wish list this year, and it's just going to get worse. So you might as well get used to it. Maybe maybe I'm just mad because you think you're bald, but we know you're not bald, actually, behind that cap. You're just too afraid. You're too afraid to embrace the beauty that is 
your head. You guys, I've got the Costanza. All right, you we're talking do, do about Seinfeld here. I have the Costanza, and that's why I cover it up. It's embarrassing hey. in anywhere other than 90s New York, I think. Costanza rocked it, man. Costanza rocked he it. He did. Um, and I know, I know Mike is listening in. Mike, I do have one grievance for you. Your beard makes the rest of us look like we're slacking because we can't grow one like yours. And so, man, your beard, it's not a grievance. It's just we're jealous. We're very jealous yeah. of what you got going on. And other grievances, my dog's anal gland sacs can't stand them, have to be expressed once a month. <sighs> um, I started sleeping with a fan, and I can't go back now. That's a grievance because I've tried, and I can't. Um Kenworths are slowly fading as my favorite truck, and I never thought I would say oh. that. I think I like Volvos now, guys. <laughs> You're a Volvo we knew, man? We knew you were a closet Volvo man this whole uh, time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a problem. And one other grievance, probably the largest on this list, the Flying J stuffing. I'm so mad about that. Oh, stuff. that is a huge grievance. I didn't even eat it, and it's a grievance huge for grievance. me. Yeah, so terrible. That's true. But you're going back next year. Yeah. No, sorry. you're going back next year. That's right. <laughs> Maria, can you top those grievances? All right, y'all are going to laugh at me because in true Maria fashion, I have one grievance and it's not directed at either of you. Jeez. My biggest grievance this year is that no one knows about corn pudding. Ah, oh, screw I am that. Devastated. See what and I that, mean, though? That was a perfect grievance. It didn't get under anybody's skin. It didn't ruffle any feathers. It was just right <laughs> down the middle. And that's another grievance I have. Damn it, Exactly. Maria, Maria stop making us like you more. Gosh. <laughs> I can't help it. On that note, in all of my perfectness, I am going to nominate Caleb for the feats of strength. Yes. Oh, gosh. You got to pin me, Caleb. <laughs> I, I actually have to go work a, a double at the bagel factory, so uh, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to skip out. I might have to tamper. And, and at least that guarantees a great hairdo tomorrow. That's nope. all yeah. I can say. <laughs> a little schwitzy in here. Oh man. Well, it's probably a good idea if we cut the uh, airing of grievances segment here because I feel like I could go on all day now that you guys have told me your problems <laughs> surrounding me. Uh, joining us on the podcast though is a very special guest of ours. He is the president of H&M. Please welcome James Fonda. James, thank you so much for being here. Glad to. Now, I understand because I, you know, being all the way from over here in Oregon, I never get to go and actually sit down and, and meet all the people at H&M, but I do ask a lot of questions about what the office is like there, and I understand that you have a Master of Headaches nameplate on your desk. Is this true? <laughs> I have two. One's Master of Headaches, and the other one is... Um... Now, are these things you purchased or are they purchased for you? No, heck no. I was given okay, them. Um, <laughs> yeah. Figured as much. Just had to check. What is the other one? Head honcho? Is that it? Head honcho. That's head what it is. Honcho. Yeah. Okay. okay. Now that yeah. sounds like one maybe you purchased the Master of Headaches nope, is a actually bestowed neither. title. Nope. Nope. No, I didn't. I, I have no uh, <laughs> no claim to either. I was given and I've just kept them. Actually, the people that gave them are no longer here too. So, But everybody else has just assumed the same thing. Okay. Just, <laughs> yep. All right. So uh, what would be a preferred title for you in your position, Mr. President? Preferred title, James. It's a good title. Man, I was going to call it like Big Enchilada or Lord Fonda, nothing Big like that. Big Enchilada. Big Enchilada? Oh. Yeah. I don't know in Lebanese, that. it'd be like, it'd have to be like Grape Leaf or something. Uh, <laughs> we can't go with like the czar of H&M or make it, you yeah. know, really dress it up. <laughs> 
<laughs> You'll find me to be, I'm a kind God. Yeah. <laughs> 300 quote. <laughs> so James, while we have you here, tell us how you got into the trucking industry. How did I get in the trucking industry? Well, I was in industrial and agricultural um, and integrated supply distribution. And my, well, that was at my father's company. And I was time listening to my father-in-law speak for years about the trucking company he had a grain company as well long story short over time i listened long enough and said hey can i have a shot at this because we talked enough about it and i had some interest in it and i I made the hop and most of my friends at the time called me a moron couldn't believe what i was doing and i said no i think i'm gonna i'm gonna try it and see see where it takes me so here i am five years later and here you are and a couple more great and now a bunch of great great <laughs> yeah and just so the audience knows your father-in-law is randy right yes randy yes is my okay so looking back on it five years later right decision for you i assume yeah now i've got four companies out of it so it's beautiful i think that was the right path what do you think the most important thing you learned from randy is most important thing randy is a like a true farm guy uh, he grew up at a farm. He had a grain trading. Uh, he's just very humble down to earth. He went on a, he was invited to a nice uh, hunting trip a couple weeks ago. And he took like a bag that was probably from the 80s. I think, I think, I think it was back now. Like this, there's a coat. I'm sorry, a coat. And he put this all in a trash bag. So literally, he puts all this in a trash bag. He's flying on these people's jet and brings his shit in a trash bag. And if that doesn't describe Randy in a nutshell, I don't know what does. I think that's beautiful. <laughs> you know what? I I've t- I've I've, been, I've embraced that, and uh, you know, like be humble, be uh, be down to earth. You know, people are people. Yeah, absolutely. It's, is there a fine line there? Because there there's a certain group of people that show up to a plane with a trash bag that I wouldn't talk to. Um, but Randy <laughs> sounds like one of those guys that I might want to warm up to and be friends with. Uh, Ra- you know, Randy is like the instant buddy. Like he is uh, almost, he's what seventy now, going on seventy. And, uh, you know, he, he, we, we, be, we become our, each other's drinking buddies. Had a, he'll blame me, of course. And I'm like, you're coming to my house and saying to pour the scotch. Like, no, no, no. Like, you, you are the issue here. Uh, <laughs> but, no, he's, he's a good time. And also, I should say, that the, the plane he was on was, like, his best friend's buddy. Like, they're buddies. But regardless, show up a little bit better. So I, we actually, for his Christmas present, we got him a, a jacket for, so if he goes on another hunting trip, you know, he doesn't look like he's from the eighties. <laughs> Thoughtful gift. Uh, in the spirit of your open door policy, uh, you know, we, we had a meeting about this conversation that we were going to have. And when coming up with questions, we, we had a little bit of trouble coming up with something that we thought would, uh, would loosen you up a little bit, James. And so I'm just going to throw this one out there to you. Would you rather have a naked Viagra laced truck stop parking lot fight with driver Andy Kelly or pee in the shower every day for a month? That's right. We're getting back to it. <laughs> you know, I'd probably probably go pee. Honestly, so it, it is so. true. So we can go ahead and say that you do pee in the shower. <gasps> we caught him. I didn't say that. Kind of kind of just did. No, he said, would you rather? Mm-hmm. He said, would you rather? <laughs> it's true. We didn't. And right. I, you know what? Like Andy's on. He's. Andy's on another level, as you've met, Andy. Andy's a fun guy. I oh, like yeah. Andy. Yeah, snot nose Cretan. One of the one of my favorite things from that podcast was that uh, now I have a new thing to call the kids that run <laughs> over my foot with their cart and Fred Meyer. So, um, I, I, you know, <laughs> Andy was a fun interview. But I, I wanted to ask you if you've ever considered a career in politics because when you left us a message at sayhi.chat slash OTR, we thought that the answer was going to be a direct I do or I do not 
condone peeing in the shower. But man, you just ballet danced around that question <laughs> and you gave us a non-answer. And I thought, if he's not running for office this year, what are we even doing? <laughs> you know, actually, I've, I've always wanted to run for office. You know, in high school and college, I joked with my friends. I said, I'm going to go for president someday. And I'm like, you know, I'll be the outsider. I don't want to, I don't want to do the, I don't want to do the, uh, the whole go be a career politician. And do it I want to go straight from business straight and jump in. And then of course we already, we, now we have the first guy that did that. So I'll have to do a better version of it. There you go. You can, you I go. know you and can. And you got James. the title. Yeah. You got the title, Mr. You president. Title. So. We're halfway there. <laughs> right. You're the president. You're the head honcho. And does the head honcho have any holiday traditions that he just loves to celebrate? So I'm kind of a Grinch, uh, but my <laughs> wife has ungrinched me. Uh, over the years, so now I'm like, all right, like, so now I, I, I definitely get a little bit more festive, but I have, I don't really have a tradition yet because of that, but because of the kids, you know, I, I've been more reluctant to do whatever the Christmas pajamas and the I, I should I've been wearing them all week. There you go, Stuart. So um, God bless Leslie. Yeah, you know what. <laughs> Someone had to do it to me. That's yep, right. yep. It takes a special person to be able to beat that Christmas Grinch out of a guy. And oh, when you yeah. find that she, person, you got to hang on you to know, him. When they say that the, 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 there's, a, there's a woman behind every man, it's absolutely true. Like She definitely pushes me to be a better human. Yeah. <laughs> well, she can call me out on all my shit. <laughs> good, good. So speaking of family, your daughter, Charlie, was born around Christmas time last year. So tell us a little bit about her. 7 a.m. on the 26th. Yeah. Yeah. So she'll be, yep. So she'll be almost a year. She'll, I think it was like today. So Leslie was going into the, her doctor appointment. She's going to skip. I'm like, I think you should go. Like, just keep tabs on everything. Just go. And she, she wasn't feeling well. I'm like, that's even more reason to go. She goes in and she has a blood pressure that's like stroke level. Oh my God. Oh, wow. And they're like, yep, you're going to the hospital. Like, you're being admitted. So that, completely uprooted last year's christmas and my wife calls sparkle season um, like so christmas new year's is like her thing so this obviously put a big disruption in that then it became this juggling act okay now i've got stew i've got her in the hospital it was just a, a wild uh 10 days then all of a sudden we yanked then uh charlie can't we decided to pull the trigger on the 26th uh well the doctors did i was kind of getting upset with them i was like all right it was christmas day i was like this isn't getting any better. This isn't getting like, just get this kid out because it, the, the the baby's fine. The pre, severe preeclampsia, the baby's fine. It's the mother that takes the damage. Right. So literally like about a, three weeks ago, she finally got off medications for her liver. Wow. wow. I'm and so that, glad so. she's off of them though. That's, that's great. And Charlie's healthy. Finally done. Oh, Charlie's fine. Oh yeah. She's like, I call her my stoner baby. <laughs> she loves to eat, loves to sleep, always happy. Just, Ooh, just literally content all the time. She's had one breakdown, and Ooh. her and for like two hours, or couldn't figure out why. And but that was just one time. Oh man, I saw I saw pictures of her on Facebook in a Grinch costume, actually. So maybe is she taken after dad? A no, bit? if you notice, there's a big heart on it. Aww. Oh, okay. She's the yeah, end so. Grinch that's hearts three the times Grinch. the size. She, yep. Well, I think it's a good segue here because we did come out of uh, of our airing of grievances. So besides the Packers, is there a chance that you might have any grievances? Or if you'd like to air some about the Packers, please feel free. There's so much going on in my life at any given time. If I sat complaining about one specific thing, there'd probably be a hundred. So if, <laughs> it's like better to like leave that door closed. Like kind of like, you know, you're a kid, you're like, what's that uh, comedian? Um, Bill uh, Burr? Bill, you're Bill watching? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
And she's like, the wife's like, I don't understand. What's wrong with you? Why are you this way? And he's like, haven't you been listening about these boxes that are putting it on shelves and walking away and throwing the key? You know, I don't know. I try to just keep a positive attitude and not go down too many roads because I mean, I had a driver one time that came to the office and left because a, a, uh, we have these vehicles for the driver's orientation and whatnot, left the car on all day <laughs> outside in the parking lot in a not good area. And he's like, oh, I just thought, like, I don't know. I'm like, what do you mean you didn't know? <laughs> Who just leaves a car on outside and like for all uh, nine hours with gas at eighteen dollars right. a at gallon? At the time, gas was like, this was like a four, two months ago, and gas was like fucking one hundred forty oh, a barrel. Geez. Oh man, goodness! <laughs> I mean, stuff like that just happens all the time, and you just have to say, "What the fuck." <laughs> <laughs> And so, you know, so, you know, my, my way is I just kind of laugh, I just laugh it off. I'm just like, all right, next, like what's next on the agenda today? Life goes on. Yeah. Life goes on. That's good though. That's a, that's a solid attitude to have. And it keeps you from, from, uh, from letting the negative clouds creep over. So, uh, maybe we'll pivot to this question. Tell us about a, a guilty pleasure that you have. Um, it's a big time of the year where people like to treat themselves. People like to buy themselves something or go out and spend a bunch of money yeah. hanging out with friends at holiday parties. What's a, what's a guilty pleasure of yours, Mr. President? Besides peeing in the shower, because we know that's a guilty pleasure of yours. <laughs> oh my now. God. We're never going to let him live this down. Guilty pleasure. Man, that's a, that's a challenging one. I don't really know if I have a guilty pleasure. You might be too busy for one. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I bought a dumb truck. My father-in-law calls me an idiot. Uh, What'd you so get? I got a T- Ram TRX. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. All the bells and whistles. All the bells and whistles. I mean, it's loud, <laughs> especially when it's cold. I mean, this thing is obnoxious. And I'm kind of like embarrassed a little bit that I drive it uh, like to a degree where like when that thing starts up and I'm like, yep, like this is my truck. My my, my wife calls it my small dick truck. Oh, well, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, uh, but I absolutely love it. Well, that sounds like a great guilty pleasure. I mean, every yeah. guy needs a good truck, right? Oh, and yeah. even if you I feel mean, a little bit bad turning it on, that's okay. Oh, yeah. It's like 700 horsepower. Just absolutely no need for this thing. Is it pink and sparkly, James? No. it's it's. it's uh, I tried to make it as subtle as I could, but it's on 35-inch <laughs> tires. So I don't think it's subtle. subtle at all. No. No. It's, it's, it's subtle if two stories is subtle. That's all there is yeah, to it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no. It's subtle in the degree it does not have the uh, stickers on the side of the truck. Okay, oh, okay. gotcha, gotcha. So you, you're something of a trucker yourself, it sounds like, then, James. Oh, absolutely. Like, okay. I, I'm, I love it. Oh, yeah. I, I, I geek out when I go look at the new trucks, and uh, oh, I geek out. You know, we, 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 and we spec our equipment pretty nice. You know, we're not like a major fleet. You know, yeah, we are. I mean, we're two, well, we'll be close to 300 here shortly. But, you know, the the big big fleets the corporate fleets i mean they they build those like basically box trucks you know they're just very standard and just turn and burn them where you know i kind of have fun with it like what you know what amenities can we provide that's great and you guys have volvos and i'm assuming that you chose volvos volvos and freightliners yeah did you you have you have fewer freightliners but a lot more volvos and you guys just got more volvos in yeah and Everything is multicolored, fun. You guys got some new trailers. Why did you pick Volvos and Freightliners? Well, the Freightliner finally caught up in in, in um, quality. You know, they just run really well. They they look. I think they look great. You know, we spec them to look great. Uh, we don't put the plastic crap all over it. We like to have fun with the colors. We call ourselves the Rainbow Fleet uh, or the Skittles Fleet or whatever. I don't know. It's they. I've, I you know we used to run Kenworths. Uh, they just were not as efficient. They'd, they'd break down. When they break down, they're more expensive. And you're just like, 
uh, why are we doing this now? I did try to get some more, but you know, with the, the shortage, it's because uh, I like the new ones look nice, but you know, the, at the end of the day, the Volvos and the Freightliners for us, they run great. Yeah. I admitted earlier on this episode that's actually one of my grievances because Volvos are slowly becoming one of my favorite trucks and I, I'm fading Kenworth. So it's a grievance, but like they're, they're really good. They're really good vehicles. Um, and they are fuel they efficient, run. safe. They run. Yeah, exactly. If you want to be a trucker, like, don't you want something that runs? It doesn't break down. That makes sense to me. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you'd think yeah oh my goodness and right. we've talked to a lot of drivers on this podcast and this is this is a fun this is we had a we had a really fun story that marcus read us at the beginning of this episode and so we wanted to ask you if you could have one driver read you a christmas bedtime story which driver are you picking from your fleet right now oh <laughs> that is not the reaction <laughs> i was expecting but i'm excited for the answer now <laughs> Well, there's a lot riding on this because they might hear it and somebody yeah, might I be mean, offended that's a, that's that he a, didn't that's pick them. That's a tough, tough it, question. I'd, it'd probably be one of the ladies. Okay. Uh, probably, probably be like Gail Brodigan. Or, uh, Gail's a good Gail's one. Great. Gail. We like Gail's Gail. great. That's a great story. Now, I, once again, I might have chosen Andy Kelly, but that's just me. I yeah, like, I like where he's you at. You rattled off. Like, I, the, yeah. the, the Christmas story might all of a sudden be about something who knows what. <laughs> Next thing you know, there's a banana in it. Uh, who knows? Yeah, brothels uh, and Viagra on Christmas Eve. Maybe yeah. not Gail's the a, story I want to yeah. hear. Gail's a pretty safe bet, I think. Yeah. <laughs> as we as we part here, James, um, we like to ask everybody, you know, if they have any final words or well wishes for their family. We want to ask you that. But also we want to ask if you have any final words or well wishes uh, for for the company that you run. You, the platform is yours. Say whatever you will to both your family and uh, your employees. Oh, to everybody. Well, that's a big ask. Yeah, huge. That's what I do on this show. That's my whole yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a really all. big ask. It's okay. I mean, do I say it to you guys, too? I mean, I feel like sure. I'm on the spot here. Uh, you know? I mean, if you want to thank me, yes, you can thank me. I'll allow you to do that. <laughs> uh, you know, to the to the drivers, you know, we've had a, you know, it's been a, a, a rough few years, right, for them to just all the stuff that they've put up with, um, especially with equipment and breakdowns and you know, not being able to get parts here and there, uh, you know, not being able to get the new trucks like we normally do because of lack of equipment and, you know, just sticking with, with us as long until, uh, you know, and we aren't the only company dealing with that and they know that. Uh, but still, like, it is it is it is frustrating to them because they're, they're used to those normal trade cycles. So, you know, to I wish them uh, happy holidays, safe holidays with their families. Appreciate everything that they've done. Uh, I hope that they uh, have, have enjoyed their time at H&M. I really hope that they enjoy the culture and I hope that they, uh, feel valued and appreciated. Same with you guys. <laughs> Thank you. It, it it really does mean a lot coming from you, and uh, you run a hell of a company. You've got a lot of really great, interesting people that work for you, and I can speak for Marie and Caleb when I say we've had an absolute blast for these first uh, few episodes, getting to talk to all these awesome people and hear their stories from the road. So thank you for taking the time to be here with us. I know you're busy. It's the holiday season. Uh, squeaking out this time with you has been uh, awesome for the podcast. So, James, thank you so much. Yeah, glad to be on. Thanks for listening to Unplugged OTR. Remember to tell us your stories at sayhi.chat forward slash OTR. Again, that's sayhi.chat forward slash OTR. Or find us on the 10-4 Network social media channels. If you want to hear more about driving jobs at H&M, find them at hmtrucking.com or on Facebook. Tune in next time and keep the shiny side up, drivers. <laughs>